Okay, and welcome everyone to the Gridiron Crew Week 11 Review Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Ross Studlin', and with me tonight I have got two of the finest gentlemen that you'll ever come across. So I think it is fair to say before we even kick off that the lunatics are going to be running the asylum tonight. Um, We have been let off our leash with the parents away and we are going to take you through the games and have a good wee chat about it. So starting off with introductions, I'm going to go first to our jet setter who is looking extremely jet lagged just now and is just back from being stateside. Kev, how are we doing this evening? Hello there, studs. Um, um, I'm exactly as you just described, extremely jet-lagged. Um, I'm tired. Um, but fresh uh, with a great weekend of NFL, um, taken in from Boston. Um, so looking forward to discussing that and then getting to my bed. No worries, Kev, no worries. We'll, we'll try to get some deep and meaningful insights from you and make sure we'll We'll try and shout loud if you fall asleep on us, but we'll try and keep you going. And second gentleman I'm going to introduce, and on the anniversary, no less, one of my favourite NFL memories, this man is probably the most likely to cause a butt fumble, as Brian Donlan. How are we doing, Brian? And just because you want me to fumble your butt, <laughs> no reason to introduce a man like that. I'm very well um, for the for, for the for the listeners at home. This is one that's just because they don't get the viewing pleasure of of the pods. We'll, we'll consider we're considering that for future editions. But you can't actually see that Kev is actually in bed as he records us. That is how jet lagged our man is. He's not. You know, I feel we're doing him a disservice. He's not. He's not been jet setting as an international sports correspondent, Kevin, stateside Coggle. <laughs> uh, who's currently looks like he's about to pass out um, so he's either been on a bevy again or jet lag's an absolute bugger uh, but yes no thank you mate I'm very well it's uh, been an absolutely do you know I was going to say it's been a terrible week as a Browns fan for the football but it's just been a week as a Browns fan we're actually all shite so <laughs> what can we do they're, they're, they're all much the same at this stage uh, so it's yet another week of thrilling Cleveland football that I, I have to to discuss and be delighted about later on today in the pod. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly bring it bring it round to the Cleveland Browns, Brian, and I think we'll get that out of the way early so as we can... Sure you will. <laughs> sure you will. I th- I'll be honest, I was probably a Browns fan for this week at that time, just so as you could t- take one on in the bill. So, as I say, I would have been more than happy to see the Browns win this week. Um, but yeah, no, we, we will certainly come to that as well. So, and as I say, we'll get out of the road early, and that way you can relax into the rest and then, and bemoan every other game that's happened. I'm just glad the Browns are disappointing fans from other teams now as well. I <laughs> <laughs> know we share we share the love, you know. Don't just disappoint disappoint folk for Cleveland. We can disappoint folk for Kansas City as well. That's it, that's it. We reaching out across across yeah. borders, across the divide. <laughs> No worries, no worries. Well, as we like to do on the on the Gridiron Crew podcast, we tend to kind of have an opening question. Um, we as we as we like to do in the Gridiron podcast, we have a we like to kind of start with a opening question before we get into our reviews and previews. And I think it's probably relevant, especially with two of our Gridiron Crew being on the ground and Kevin, you you being on the ground as well, but two in the stadium. 
is probably talking about the Jets um, to kind of kick us off. Zach Wilson was asked whether he felt he'd let his defence down in the Patriots game. Now, only scoring three points on offense, he responded with a definitive no. Now, is there more divisions appearing in the Jets than camp? We had Elijah Moore earlier on the season moaning about how many receptions he had or lack of receptions, as my dynasty fantasy team will tell you. Um, so what, what do we think, Kev? I'll, I'll come to you first. Do, do we think Zach Wilson's right to say he didn't let his team down or has he completely let them down at the weekend? Um, I, do you know what? Watching the game um, live at the time, I thought it was just um, really good defence for both teams. Um, yeah, I suppose, you know, his, his defence could could expect, you know, limiting the parts to, to the amount of points that they did, that he would produce something on offence and, and get them to win. But, I mean, I, I suppose if you flip it, um, like, you know, there's nothing, there's no nobody in the parts um, saying that, you know, that, um, their offense let them down, um, and it was obviously a punt return winner in the last second. Um, I just I, maybe maybe it's just a yeah, like you say, maybe it's a wee bit of a sign of cracks appearing in the Jets. Maybe the pressure starting to get to them. Um, they're in a position that they weren't maybe expected to be in, and maybe starting to lose their way and struggle a bit. Um, but yeah, for me, I mean, watching the game at the time, I, I didn't really necessarily think. Um, that he, I, I, I really don't know. I, 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 didn't, I didn't expect something big to come out of this. I just thought it was a really tight game, two, two Ds coming out on top, and I didn't expect there to be, like, you know, something, uh, some massive conversation or debate to come out of that. Yeah. So, you, so you're giving total defensive masterclass um, credit to Bobby Salah and, uh, and the, dark, the dark side, Bill Belichick as well. Absolutely, I, 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 you know, I, that's what I felt it was. I thought it was just a really tight game with the, the two D's coming out on top. Um, for for the you know for the people to come out and say, oh, you know, did you let your defense down there? I, I think he's, he's quite right to, to be a bit annoyed about that because, like I said, nobody's coming out and asking um, if Mike Jones let his D down. Yeah, and, he, and, and I, really, he had nothing to do with the with the winning score. So, well, I think, I, is, that, is that not exactly the problem? <laughs> that he had absolutely nothing to do with the winning score. Oh, like he's, I'm sorry, like, I'm, I'm sorry, we are being far too reasonable here. We are being absolutely fit to Zachary Capono Wilson. Are you having an absolute giraffe? The man put up 77 total yards. What? Aye. Right, okay, right, okay, Mac Jones did not do a, a quarterback masterclass, but he at least made it over 200 yards passing. You can't. You absolutely cannot be having it. He came out. He had a howler. He was atrocious. Oh, oh, oh! He was. He was the Jets leading rusher with what twenty six yards. Oh, fantastic! He was hopeless the entire game, start to finish. And I'm sorry, but we see this in sports every single week, especially the NFL. You come out, you have a bad performance. You stand up in front. You tear the media about the guy says, "Do you think you let the team down?" Or do you think that do you, think you want an apology to somebody? Oh, yeah, you know, we all lost that as a team. We play together, we win together, we lose together. It's right, okay. Do we think most of these folk believe it? Nah, probably not. But it's not exactly hard 
you can't be standing up when your defence has... Right, okay, it's Mac, it's Mac Jones. It's not exactly Jesus. But when Mac Jones stands up and he, you know, you limit him to 10 points, a punt return winner. Your defence has done damn fine all game. You did jack all on your side of the ball. You let them down. You bite the bullet. You be the man. You stand up. You say, yeah, do you know what? I need to try harder. I need to train harder. I need to make sure me and the guys in that, that offence are switched on. I'm a leader. This is all on me. And if you don't do it, we'll see what happens. Because your head coach comes out three days later and says, hmm, I'm not sure who my starter is anymore. I might go back to, what, Flacco? Uh, it's the rise and resurgence of Joe Flacco. Because if we all remember back when Joe Flacco was playing at the start of the season, shock horror, the Jets did well. Jets were running right. under Flacco. Yeah, everybody was sat there looking at the Jets under Flacco going, hang on a minute, are the Jets legit? Are we actually watching a team now that's, that's going to actually do stuff? And then Zachary walks on the scene and absolutely sets fire to their season. Aye. That, that's exactly it. Under Flacco, the, the wide receivers were actually relevant for the Jets. We've, <laughs> not, seen, we've not seen Wilson. Well, the set, Wilson Aye. squared. Wilson squared. Sorry, Wilson squared. <laughs> apologies, Brian. Apologies. We've not seen Wilson squared uh, since, really. Um, Zach Wilson come in so and that that was the big point for me as well Brian you touched on it 77 yards passing offence that's horrific for an mm-hmm. NFL quarterback that's horrendous do you know what I mean and, sorry Brian go for it no you look on it I totally agree with you mate you look at um, don't be wrong defensive mass all that you know it's the Patriots it's the Patriots under Belichick. We know what to expect. They are going to run the defence well, particularly against a young quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, Bill eats them for breakfast. It's hilarious. Um, but you, you post more than that. You do more. You've got a less than a sub-50% completion percentage. Um, <laughs> and as you say, you talk about relevance with the players and all the rest of it. Um, you know, as a very grumpy Tyler Conklin fantasy owner, you look at him, what, weeks one through one through four. You know, like week one, okay, he, got, he only had 16 yards, but he got a touchdown. 40 yards, 82 yards, 52 yards. Since then, he had one good game, funny enough, against the Pats uh, week eight. Other than that, he's just a, he's a non-entity on their offense. And we all know about the rest of the, the Jets wide receivers, the enigma that is Elijah Moore. Yeah. Jesus, Denzel <laughs> Mims was the leading receiver. And Denzel, Denzel Mims has stepped stepped in big style yeah. day for them. Aye, that, 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 I'm sorry. Probably the journey like, 20, 30 yards, but that's that that is a statement that tells you everything that is wrong Aye. with the Jets offense. Denzel Mims has stepped up. Oh my god, Denzel Mims. Oh, strike me down. They've, they've only got two first round pick wide receivers in there. Aye. I think and Elijah Moore and uh, Garrett Wilson. So their, their wide receiving course shouldn't be the issue. I think that the other point for me, Brian, that you kind of just you touched on as well was that key word in there, leader. And your QB has to be your leader. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I've been on the pod and I've mentioned about Josh Allen. I, I, I think he still throws up too many interceptions for my liking. But you look at him after the Minnesota Vikings he game, leads. he was distraught. It was on me. I wasn't good enough. I let my team down. Me, 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 me. He took everything on his shoulders for that team. Now, there was probably a, probably a lot of different errors happened in that game that weren't down to Josh Allen, but he took all on him. That's what your quarterback needs to do. That's what your leader does. 
Justin Fields just today come out after the Falcons game apparently and he's weighing in it and he's told his defence, you gave you gave us a shot to win that game. It's on me that we didn't do it again. Young guy, similar to Zach Wilson, and he's taking leadership. And again, Bears fans for me have got to be really excited about hearing that kind of statement and hearing that kind of leadership quality from their young QB. Jets fans can't say that. They've got Zach Wilson yeah. there. Posted up 77 yards and 20 y- rushing yards in Foxborough, thinking, nah, I've not done anything wrong. It wasn't me. No, sorry, son, it was. I'd mentioned a few weeks ago with you, Brian, as well, and said, look, is Zach Wilson good enough to carry a team? We've not seen it. We've not seen it again. I would, I would say he's a decent, well, <laughs> last night, maybe, <laughs> uh, thinking, maybe proves otherwise. I've always said I thought he... I thought he looked promising. Thought he looked like he'd at the very, very least be a good system QB. Put him in a put him in a team with a solid run game, solid D, you know, average to good special teams, and he'd be fine. You know, yeah. I mean, it, um, you know, he's not going to be Pat Mahomes. He's not going to be Josh Allen. Um, he's not going to, you know, chuck you five thousand yards in a season. But he'll be okay. He'll manage the offense. He'll keep it ticking over. He'll lean on having. Okay, not anymore this season, but Brees Hall uh, and Carter to to charge things through. Um, maybe the odd splash play, but no. It's is it, You look at NFL teams. Who's the man in the team that's paid the big money? It's your quarterback. You want to be the man in that team that's paid the big money. You want to get that second contract in this league. You've got to be more than somebody that can throw the ball well. You've got to run the offense, and it has to be your shoulders that it rests on. And you don't get to do that when it's just when it's going well. You need to take it in the chin when it goes badly. And by God, did Sunday go badly for the Jets? Nah, de- definitely, Brian. You've touched a lot, of, a lot of good points here. Um, Kev, anything else you want to add in before we move on? No, no. I've, I've enjoyed listening to you two guys. Kev's gone asleep. I've just really enjoyed listening to you guys' um, opinions on it. Um, I like I said, I slightly, <coughs> I slightly disagree still, but um, you, you you both make some very very good points. Uh, but we'll see how we'll see how he goes, uh, whether he gets his job back or not. Well, what we'll do then, we'll, in our games of the week, we've got the Jets and Pats. Um, as one of our games of the week. I'm assuming it was cause, because it was a divisional game, um, because we had Scud and Danny in the stadium. We had Kev in and around the Fenway Park area, uh, giving us some, uh, who will give us some insight as well. The real, <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to find anything exciting here, so I'm going to come to Kev. I'm going to come to you first, because I'm sure the atmosphere, even in, the, in Fenway Park, that sports bar, I'm sure the atmosphere, especially when that play, which is the biggest point of the game, happened. Yeah. Um, what was it like at, at in Boston? It was it was excellent. Um, I must be honest. I, I went into Blazing Paddles, um, which is the name of the- <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> oh, you Blazing Paddles. Oh, so um, you want to, do I explain again why you're so tired? Um, I, went, I went in there um, to retrieve a t-shirt that I'd bought from the, the, the gift shop at Fenway Park uh, the day before and got so drunk that I left it in the bar. Um, so I, I went in there to pick that up and the NFL was on, so I thought I'll stay here and have a few pints. Um, and I'll be That's honest, I was, I, was trying, I was trying to 
trying to um, watch the Eagles, um, who were on another TV the other side of the bar. Um, but they were on one TV in the whole bar, and um, as you would imagine, the pats were plastered all over the screens. So, um, yeah, I ended up getting drawn into watching that game, um, and there wasn't much to talk about other than the punt return winner with 10 seconds left on the clock, which was just um, outstanding, um, and the place went mental, um, and it was... It was it was just nice to be there in Boston and experience that uh, because because the place was electric. Yeah, it was good. I can imagine yes. the atmosphere would have been superb. To be honest, even in the, even in the local vicinity, not even just in the stadium. Mm-hmm. There's a controversial take of the weekend actually because right of all the games of the weekend, I think it's fair to say that the Pats Jets games will be much maligned as it was ten three, and for the vast majority of it, it was three three. But that punt with them player the full weekend. Player of the week. I'm, is I'm, it's I'm, it's, it's got to be up there. It's, it's got to be up there. It has got to got be up there. I, I would have been interesting to, interested to see because does Red Zone not normally do a top five plays of the day when they wrap them up Aye. at the end or something along them? I'd be interested to see where the what is Jones touchdown got, return. Um, uh, Cordell Patterson as well, the big one. Parsons, that's um, a big one but, as well. So. But it's got to be up there. Impact. And I not even just the fact that it was, it was a touchdown, it was a punt return touchdown, which everybody loves to see. Love special teams. Yeah. But punt return, winning touchdown at the death. You know what I mean? It's Hollywood. It's, it's pure Hollywood stuff, that. For as much as the game was turgid. Uh, sorry, sorry. It wasn't turgid. It was defensive a defensive masterclass. Master class. There we are. Um, <laughs> it was like the Walter Smith Daisy Park in the bus in Europe. Uh, <laughs> Just, see, for me, for me, when you when you see that play, you just think when when you see the Jets punting with ten seconds or six seconds left the clock or whatever it is, you, they know they just have to, you know, to, to stop the play, um, and it's over for him to return that un, un, unchallenged is just incredible. That that's a give you you raise a kind of a good point there. I'm kind of wondering. What could the Jets have done differently? Could they could they have kicked it out of play? Could they have trundled it across? Apart from tackle, obviously, right? That sounds <laughs> a bit bad. Because I've got them three points in offence. Well, there is that as well. But I mean, on, as Kev says, right, you've got 10 seconds to go, right? Now, this guy, they must have some tape on him as a punt returner. They must. I dare say that wasn't his first punt return. He's obviously... <laughs> he's obviously... <laughs> He, he speeds electric. They, surely your scouting department knows this. Put it to the sidelines. Turn, let it bounce a couple in front of him. Waste that time. So, I do, yeah, I just think the Jets could have done a bit better on that one um, for me personally. But, uh, right, well, I don't think we need to spend much more time on that one. Um, <laughs> so let's move swiftly on. Brian, let's pull the band-aid off. Let's get over and done with the Browns at the Bills, but actually in Detroit and not in Buffalo due to weather um, and the fact that the Bills won't pay out for a dome, but that's another story. Um, (laughs) Brian, so you will have been all over this one. It started off so promising with a Mary Cooper touchdown um, to take the lead. I'd mentioned before that I thought the Bills' defence could certainly be um, got at, I, th- I think I labelled them kind of middle-of-the-road defence, and again, I don't think this game has changed my views on that one, especially when Jacoby Brissett is passing all over them. What what, what, do you, 
what do you see in this game? What do you want to point out? I want to build a snowman. <laughs> I want a game in snow. <laughs> I want Nick Chubb to hold the ball and run like he's got nowhere else to go. Oh my God, <laughs> we got hosed. We got hosed oh. so bad. Um, yeah, oh, this is it's, it's a story of the French season. Um, but really seriously, um, Jacoby has been. This is he's a limited quarterback. He's a, he's a career backup quarterback for a reason. Um, he is not the man that's going to put the team on his on his back and win you games. He came. He, he did a blooming good account of himself, right enough. You know, I mean, sitting there with what uh, three hundred twenty-four passing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, you know, I mean, he did well. Um, but Bills D, well specifically Bills Rundy did well. You know, I mean, any team that limits Nick Chubb to what nineteen yards and fourteen carries, you know, I mean, you are doing well. Now, don't know, now we've seen this. Um, not so much this season. To be fair, last season we've seen it a lot more frequently when you know when Baker was hurt and we really couldn't throw the ball and teams would just stack the box against the run and it did stop Chubb. It did stop Hunt. A lot of that, a lot of stacked boxes, a lot of you know we are just not going to let Nick Chubb run. Um, Blumen Milano was just leathering people all over the pitch. He you know was I mean? putting heart on people. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I think he's actually got a timeshare in Jacoby's pocket or something at this point. Um, but I, you know, I mean, Jacoby stepped up. He did. He did it. You know, we've got Amari Cooper sitting there, what, 113 yards and two touchdowns. Y- you see all these stats and you're like, oh, that's, that's brilliant. That sounds great. But then you've got, you know, and even then you go, right, okay, look at the other side. Oh, Josh Allen, 197 yards passing, one touchdown. Rushing, he only had seven yards rushing. Three, th- oh my god, this must have been great. But then, 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 unfortunately, unfortunately, you have the other Bills players running the ball, <laughs> and you remember that they've then actually put up what 86 yards a piece running. And it's, it, it's the story of the year. The Browns, their offense has actually been fine. Our offense has ticked along. When we've been able to run the ball, we've ran the ball. When we've needed to pass the ball, Jacoby has done well enough. He's not been amazing, but he's done well enough. Um, but defense has been been absolutely appalling. Um, you talk about right, okay, and I'll throw I'll throw Stefanski under the bus a wee bit. Um, some of the offensive play calls, not this, not really um, at the weekend. There, if I'm very honest, but in general this year, there's been at least at least one every game where you go, why are we passing on third and one when we have Nick Job? Um, but by and large, the play, the play call on Sunday was all right. But defensive play calls are atrocious. We have got no run D at all. Like I am stunned that our run D is not ranked 32 of 32. Um, it is uh, absolutely appalled. We have got some great players on D as well, but our interior defensive line is non-existent. You just walk through it. I or I could get yards against our D line. But you would you want ball. to run a, run away from well? You'd be running away from Miles Garrett to be fair, I'd so that run, would make no, you run quicker. No, I'd, I'd, I'd run into that man's arms. <laughs> no, no. Let him be a huggy. Yeah, Miles, Miles, <laughs> take me, I'm yours. Um, but no, oh, it, you know, it's all the tail of the tape. Um, at the end of the day, you, you can have, you know, second quarter, uh, score 10-3, third quarter, score 9-0. Yeah, okay. Fourth quarter, we had a little bit of a resurgence, you know, 13-9 in the fourth, but it's too too little too late. You know, I mean, yeah. at that point, the Bills are rotating out startles and they know that the, the day is done. Um, and as I say, you know, I mean, you can't have a game where you let Josh Allen have a day off and still lose. 
Joe, Joe Woods is a problem. You know what I mean? Brown's defence, it's coaching, it's too consistent. You've got Miles out, uh, out there basically saying that, look, at practice, the guys are switched off. They're not trying hard enough. They're, they're too slack. And I'm sorry, but if I'm going to listen to Miles Garrett or Joe Woods, I'm, I'm, uh, Joe Woods, I'm going to listen to Miles Garrett. You know, he's producing right. regularly. Joe ain't. He's got to go. Right, well, Miles Garrett's been a perennial defensive player of the year um, candidate every year, I think, he's been in the league. Do you know what I mean? So he, the guy knows what he's talking about. And I think a lot of the points you've you've kind of raised, Brian, are the ones that I'd actually wrote down. I think in my kind of breakdown, I'd put strange stats, Browns passing mm-hmm. the 300-plus, and then you you look at the Bills passing the 190, Russia 170. You'd actually expect that to be flipped round. The, Brown, the Bills are known mm-hmm. as the more passing team, so I would expect them to be the 300-plus passers and the Browns to be doing the rushing. But as you've rightly touched on, I think the lack of the run D is definitely costing the Browns because you can see you're moving the ball well on offense. So it's definitely a lack of run D and whether that's the coordinator or changes made to personnel, I, I can't possibly say I'm not close enough DC. to that. <laughs> one, do you know one, I've just, cause I've, I've let, I haven't actually checked this stat and I've just looked at it now. Uh, Milano's stats on the day, right? Uh, 12 total tackles, eight solo. Uh, so the rest are obviously joint tackles. One sack. Three tackles for loss. That's what it comes in. He's sat on three. The Browns have like four or five or something like that across the whole defense. Um, you know, and, and Milano's there getting three, and he's Todd. Uh, and he had the, the the fumble recovery. Um, but we just we get absolutely let. Don't be wrong. No sane Browns fan. There aren't that many of them, to be fair. Um, but no sane Browns fan will say that they went into Sunday really expecting a win. You know what I mean? We expected to try a bit of dignity, you know, walk out with your head held high, that kind of material. And the offence can. The offence can. Nick Chubb had a day off, basically, because he was getting leathered. But other than that, the offence did well. Uh, Defensive, absolutely do one. You know, there's, there's very few players in that side of the ball that get pass marks. That game, uh, joke, maybe the only one. Uh, Miles. Oh that. Yeah. Grumpy. Unhappy. <laughs> well, listen, that's the band-aid off. So you can enjoy the rest of the chat when we move on to the other games now and enjoy and I'm sure you'll particularly enjoy one complete and utter blowout coming up because you'll be able to rub oh, it in a couple yes. of the Grand Island spaces. But before we get there, before we get there, Kev, I am going to be coming to you as a resident Eagles man. You mentioned you were trying to watch it on that tiny screen across the bar. And amongst all these Patriots games, Eagles at Colts. So what? And I never for a second thought the Colts had a sniff or had a sniff of an opportunity in this game. But it was mighty close. And it was a late Jalen Hurts rush that probably a clutch play from him to to steal that game. Yep. Um, Yeah, I mean, after after losing our, our all last week, um, it was a big game, and you're right. Most people just expected the Eagles to go out and win it, but the Colts, the, the Colts played well. Um, I think they're a tough side to beat. You know, their records pr- pretty much 500. Um, I think they had a tie game, um, but other than that, they're four and five. Um, you know, they're they're, they're not easy. To, they're not easy to beat. Um, and I thought they'd be done a good job. Um, it was one of those games where, um, you know, we, we struggled on offense. Um, 
we we went seven 0 down on the the first drive of the match. Jonathan Taylor um, looked back to himself, um, but the rest of the game um, to only concede what three three field goals after that um, uh, just shows how good our defense is. Um, and I said that a few weeks ago on the on the podcast. Um, these win titles, um, and I think that's why the Eagles will be there or thereabouts when we're talking about uh, the Super Bowl this year because um, the D done their job and kept us in the game when the offence was struggling. Um, you said there that, you know, we huffed and puffed trying to get back into the game after going uh, touchdown down. Um, um, but it wasn't until the fourth quarter that we managed to put anything together at all. Um, there was a mixture of um, clutch plays from Hurts running with the ball, there was also one or two bombs that he threw, um, uh, particularly for, for the, the first touchdown. Quez uh, Watkins. Yeah. So that was a beautiful pass. It was a, an abs- yeah, it was a screamer. Um, so, yeah, I think, like I said, we struggled. He was trying everything to get us going. Um, and he'd done some great scrambling. Unlucky with a, th- a few throws. But I think the fact that we've got a quarterback there who will carry the team, um and just keep going. Um, so, but when you when you add that to what number three defense in the league, um, you know it was one of those ones where we weren't at our best, but we found a way to win, and that's what you've got to do if you're if you're going to be um having hopes of winning. Um, what champions do? Yep. So yeah, I mean, I, I was I was really pleased. Um, in the end, with the outcome. Not not a great game to watch. Not an easy watch. Like I said, uh, you know, tough sledding a, uh, a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, pleased that, that, that we hung in there and toughed it out and showed showed again that we've uh, we've definitely got what it takes. Ah, oh, de- definitely. And I think that's the thing the Eagles have have shown a, a big bit of resiliency this this week. And I think one of the one of the things I'd kind of mentioned on the on the pod last week was. Um, or I've certainly heard it in the media over the last kind of before that game against the Colts, have teams figured out the Eagles? Because Washington was able to run all over them last week on Monday Night Football. Right. Have teams figured them out? Well, no, what they've done is they've then went and brought in another two two additional players in there. One of my personal favourites um, from his college days at Nebraska, and I still think he was robbed of the Heisman that year they finished fourth. But in Damakin Sue, adding him to that D-line, is yeah. only going to boost your rush D. Um, seen it in Tampa, seen it in Detroit. Some people think he's a dirty, dirty player because he's stamped on people. Yes. <laughs> I've seen it in Miami as well. I said, I've, I've followed him from his college. I was, I am a big and Damakin Sue fan. The man is a monster. And adding him to your D line is only going to add to that as well. And then yeah. the second player they added, name utterly escapes me just now. Um, but I know they added that they did add another person in there as well. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Quinn. But I'm sure they added somebody else as well as Sue last week. Uh, well, well uh, Sue made a big play this week as well. Um, I'm sure he did. He, he did get a, a sack. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, as I said, number three D, um, and they're adding to it. Um, that's 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 a big part of the reason why we are where we are. But um, when you add to that, hurts even even when things aren't going his way, um, and the offense isn't uh, isn't clicking or is you know is not got a rhythm. 
he still finds a way to put points on the board and win games. See, ah. thing with it being funny. Like, I, lo- I-, I-, I loved all this chat last week. Oh, oh, I fuck figured out the Eagles. I fuck figured them out. You <laughs> having a laugh? They were eight and one. <laughs> oh, they've been figured out. They've been found out. It's all going to come tumbling down. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm literally looking at it right now. So they're currently sitting at nine and one. They have got the highest total of points uh, scored in the NFC. Um, to beat them in the ah, okay. The, the Chiefs have got more uh, in the AFC at six, so league wide, they've got the second. Take that smug smirk off. <laughs> listen, I, I knew the, I knew the answer before you finished your sentence. Listen, you're lucky you can't see them. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, this chat, oh, they've been sussed out to one. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, like, don't we're gonna I go to that- talk. I know, a couple of, I, I know that a couple of guys in the crew were, were saying that very same thing during the game um, against the Colts when we were <laughs> down. Oh, I think their bottles crashed. Or the, nah, yeah, like you say, it's just it, and I think we've I think we've proved the opposite. The bottles there, um, you know, the bottles the bottles fine, um, and yeah, I think we're, we're we're destined for a playoff uh, a playoff run at the very least. So. Yeah. I think you're 100% on the playoff run, Kevin. I think your strength of schedule is good as well, um, following on for last year. So I don't think there's anything to worry about there. From my perspective, I know I've, I'd said earlier as well, I, I think I went 49ers, Eagles um, in the very early days of the pod as my championship game for the NFC. So I 100% think he's going to be going deep into January, potentially February as well. Um so they've got to be they're, they're an absolute contender this year. Anybody anybody that says the Eagles aren't contenders doesn't watch football. Uh, you know, they're, they're thereabouts. Don't be wrong, I'm not saying they're gonna win, they're gonna walk away with rings, but they are they're gonna be they're not exactly gonna be good at the, the wild card round. Um yeah. you know they're, they're gonna be thereabouts come the end of the year. Um as I say, if you say otherwise, yeah, I, I would you know I mean I would very much like some of what you're smoking. <laughs> um I think we all would to be fair, Sharon scared. <laughs> uh, I, to be fair, moving you know, moving on to the next one because we're going to get the same chat now about the Vikings. Yeah. You know yes. I mean? and, that's, and, and I'm, I'm sneaking ahead and I'm stealing studs thunder um, because I know <laughs> I, I just happened to notice the next game of the week we're going yeah, to talk about. Absolutely. Um, and I don't be wrong, it's hilarious. They get absolutely well. Uh, and you know, it's hilarious for wrong. I hate the Cowboys. I really like that. for no reason. I've got no reason to dislike the Cowboys, but I just do. We them boys do one. <laughs> um, them don't. Um, but they leathered the Vikings six weeks to Sunday. Literally, you know, I mean, ran clean out of the top of them. The stats for that game are some of them are frightening. Um, but at the end of the day, <laughs> Minnesota are still eight and two. So <laughs> like you're talking about a team that's you know just went dip below five hundred. They're you know they're still an excellent team. Um, they had a bad day at the office. You know, what I mean. What is that? I think I think I would say to the boys we've went for Kirk Thuggins to Kirk Muggins. Um <laughs> no, I don't I don't I don't think many of the players were sharing the ice with them in the uh, the old playing back class in a Sunday night. But aye, you know they're still gonna be there about. And when you aye. look at the, the cowboys, wow. You know what I mean? Zeke, Zeke and Paul are playing at the same time. Who'd have thunk it? And and both both of them scored multiple touchdowns as well. So it's a... Uh, I think Pollard's was two two receiving touchdowns, if I remember right, and Zeke yep. was two, two rushing touchdowns. One um, of Pollard's 30, 30 plus yard strike. Was all of it. Uh, to be fair, like Pollard did well, but Dak's pass was absolutely on point. It was, it was, and 
Kev, I'll come to you in a minute. As I said, I didn't see much of this game. I think I remember seeing, probably for me, what I felt. Obviously, the scoreline told the story in the end up, but the f- the last play I remember seeing was Micah Parsons, strip sack cut cousins, the first one, and he just absolutely dominated that O-line and gets round to cousins in a ridiculously quick time. Um, and from there, it obviously just the whole game went that way as well. And I think that, for me, that was telling, obviously, that the, the, the Cowboys D, I can't even speak about them now, but the Cowboys D just come out and absolutely dominated um, for the looks of it as well. So, Kev, what's, what's your thoughts on this one? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, um, I actually watched this one back at the, the hotel sports bar uh, before, I, before I went to the airport. Um, How many sports bars were you in? <laughs> Like the fact that Kev's this shattered is starting to make more and more sense, listeners. The fact that he seems to have visited every sports bar in the in the in the northeast, the the Boston area. Um, Yeah, so just a a shout out to the the Cowboys fan that was sat next to me at the bar watching this one because it just kept screaming at the TV every time Dak had the ball, telling me throw it. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Dak needed the instructions. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looked like Dak was doing just fine to me um, without this guy screaming to, to chuck the ball. <laughs> had it, you know. Um, but yeah, that that strip sack that you're talking about, studs. Um, that that was probably my highlight of the game. I've got um, um, I've got him in my my team um, on the our dynasty league, uh, Micah Parsons. So that was um, that was one of my my favourite plays for the whole match because. Um, I really needed that this week. <laughs> I needed that. Ne- needed them to drag you through. I did. Uh... Maybe the Cowboys fan at the bar thought that Dak had forgot his wee wristband with all his plays, so he was maybe just helping him out. I mean, I know Russell Wilson does not wear that, and uh, <laughs> Pete Carroll pointed that out recently, but maybe that was the fears. Uh... One of the things for the game, but you need to look at, you know, right, okay, Cup Cousins, what, QBR of 14.9, which I'm reasonably certain if you just spend the whole game throwing the ball at the ground, you can do better than. Um, <laughs> but he was sacked seven times. <laughs> like, come on. That, that Vikings O-line was made of wet tissue paper. <laughs> I think that was a record, his record number of sacks. So I think I heard um, this week rather that it was a very different playing journey on the way home. Rather than having all the ice on Rinkert's neck, it was just a whole load of bandages. It was Aye. just like a mummy sitting on the plane. Covered, covered bags of ice to bring a swearing down. Right. Oh, uh, it's as I say, Taylor the tape, man. You look at the stats for that. What Cowboys, 151 yards rushing. And what did they total at? 307 yards uh, receiving. The Vikes, 70, uh, sorry, 73 yards rushing, which was all Cook, Aye. Uh, and 159 passing. You know what I mean? It's it's all it's so lopsided, it's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they only scored one field goal. Um, it just wasn't a great day for the Vikes at all. And I think, as you'd mentioned, Brian, they're still 8-2. It's Aye. as, well, as much as that um, playoff bound. So, oh, that was the last Super Bowl coming in. Smithy and Shady would have been fine. Slip, boys. It's all right. That's it. That's it. You first. Officially back in the rights for the Super Bowl. There we go. There we go. But um, I, I think it's. I think we just kind of put that one bad day at the office for the Vikes. They're eight and two. They're still a very good side. They've went in the road. They've beaten some very good teams. Um, I, I, I think the Vikes will be fine. 
they're, they're pretty much got that division sewn up anyway. So I think we, again, I don't think we need to spend much more time in this. It was an utter domination by the Cowboys. Let, let's move on unless you boys have got anything else to add. Are, are the Vikes at a point where they can start thinking about taking it easy on some of the starters for the rest of the year? I have it. Uh, like, I'm actually just about to try and grab the, grab the division, um, and and see how for example I've got. I've not actually checked it in a wee bit. They're eight and two. Aye, okay. So second place is the Lions at four and six. They, they are at no real risk with the rest no. of the division. So they're not going. They're not going to win the the NFC. They're, they're not going to take that. It's well could, but it's pretty unlikely. Do yeah. you start to try and preserve some of your pieces? Keep keep them healthy. Keep them fresh for that playoff run. Yeah, I, th- I think ultimately they're still only one game behind the Eagles. Ultimately, just now. Um, I, again, I know I did. I did say the Eagles strength the schedule for me. Can I yeah, obviously make them strong favourites? But um, listen, you you never know what happens. Let's let's look at the facts. The Commanders went and beat the Eagles. Right? <laughs> the Commanders. The Commanders are an okay team. They're no great, but who's to say that someday they else? Doesn't he step up and do that? The Colts stifled the Eagles for a big, big portion of that game. It's certainly possible to slow them down. Um, and as we all, we've all seen in the NFL, you can get a big slice of luck at any time. So um, you never know what can happen. I think the Vikes just keep playing and try and get themselves back on a winning record. Uh, uh, get them on a win streak again and see what happens. Yeah, I, think yeah. it's too I think it's too early to start thinking about like saving players at this point. Um yeah, definitely. Although you talk about the Eagles having the, the better strength of schedule, um, but then again, our, our division's really strong this year. Um, you know, the Commanders just went to prove that by beating us um, um, and winning again this week. But also, um, you know, the Cowboys uh, going out and doing what they've done. You know, you, you um, say that, you make an excellent point, Kev, because what have the Eagles struggled against this year? Teams that can run the ball well. You know, that's that's the bit that's, that's really caused you problems. I'm just looking at it now. Games yeah. that are left. Okay, Packers should be a uh, Packers should be a gimme. Um, Titans, Giants. Yeah, okay, the Bears. Uh, Cowboys. Yeah, okay, the Saints. Giants again. Giants, Cowboys, Titans. Three teams that are d- demonstrating that they can absolutely run the ball well. So yeah, oh, yeah. could well Cowboys be some upsets to come. The Cowboys can run it. Aye, aye. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it kind of pans out over what's left of the season. Um, right, boys, so we're going to move on. And this is a game that I oh, got myself no. up to sit and watch. Um, oh, <laughs> you boys sinking down in uh, listeners, you if, you want, if you want a tea, if you want a wee cup of tea, <laughs> this is the moment. I said I will keep it very brief because, as I, as I say, obviously, I'm not one to be too biased on it. Um, so, Chiefs at Chargers, for me... As I say, I got I got him sat and watched it. It was interesting to see the Chargers were moving the ball quite well. I thought um, with Allen and Williams on the field, mm-hmm. which was obviously quite concerning. Williams goes out quite early, so you think that probably gives us an advantage. Funnily enough, he strained that ankle that was a hey, high ankle hang on, strain. Hang on a minute, Mike, Mike Williams got hot. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what was interesting for the certainly from the Chargers' point of view, Josh Palmer stepped up in a big, big way for them. Um, caught a bomb touchdown early doors after we started with a field goal. Um, so, but yeah, for, for me, big takeaways for the Chiefs. Nick Bolton is an absolute stud. If there was any doubts, 
that is there should be no doubts this year. The guy walked away, one forced fumble, one interception, and 14 tackles. Monster day for him at linebacker. He's the leader of that defence as well, and it's only his second season. Boy's only going to go from strength to strength, and then Chris Jones is stepping up in a big way as well. He's dominating O-linemen. He got, um, he got to the quarterback. I think it might have actually been him that hurt Herbert's ribs earlier on in the season as well, and I'm surprised they didn't do it again today because they got to him with ease a lot of that game. And then we have Travis and Pat just doing Travis and Pat things. <laughs> Let's, I'm going <laughs> to throw a couple of touchdowns. Each one, oh, no, hang on, I'll throw three and all of them can go to Travis Kelsey. That's fine. Um, how he, how Travis Kelsey is opening some of those plays, the funniest part of the day for me was Derwin James trying ridiculously to catch him on that last touchdown and falling over and still stretching out to try and trip him and whatever else and get a hold of him. But Travis Kelsey is just ridiculous as well. And and I know we, we have our chats saying about who the best tight end is and stuff, but statistically, mm-hmm. Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey is now the best tight end to ever have played the game. Statistically. Now, obviously, Pete Gronk and stuff's a different argument, but yeah, for, for me, it was, yeah, this game, you let, you, the Chargers left Mahomes too much time. And it's, it's as simple as that. And I think everybody said the same thing. Pat Mahomes, you cannot leave him with one minute and 46 seconds on the clock and three timeouts. He's going to hurt you. No. When you look, the one that I'm loving for this, um, it's just an interesting one, actually, with Kelsey kind of getting the, the stats for um, greatest of all time. Because it's really difficult. Like, I, I, I Actually, for the change, I'm not having a dig at the Chiefs. Um, it's a really, really difficult one to do with tight ends because the, the position is so varied in its responsibilities. I mean, it's not just a receiving position. You know, a lot of blocking responsibilities uh, that, that don't lend themselves as neatly to, to stats or, or to the types of stats that we talk about. But the ones that did come out of the weekend that just is alarming. We're all fantasy football fans. Are very, you know, we, we're all fantasy football fans. Many of our listeners will be fantasy football fans. Um, and the, fa- the fantasy point gap from Kelsey at tight end number one to Mark Andrews at tight end number two is larger than the gap from Andrews to Dolchich. Dolchich is tight end 33. <laughs> that is how, in terms of fantasy football, that's how dominant Kelsey is. You know, I mean, even if what it says, even if you take away his league leading 11 touchdowns. He'd still be tight end number one by more than twenty points. Yeah, what? <laughs> he's, he's a he's, whole other animal. He's absolutely. He's a cheat code in fantasy football. He really is. And I know if I'm at the back end of the first round in fantasy footballs, he is always one I'm looking at. Um, so as I say, and I've, I think I've got about three or four shares there in different leagues uh, this season. So he, he has. He's, he's an absolute unicorn in fantasy football. Um, so, but yeah, it's. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think Elevens has personal best in terms of touchdowns in previous years, so he's obviously, I will, I would assume he's going to surpass the eleven best touchdowns he's had previously. <laughs> Pat's just not going to throw it to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, nah, listen, it was good. I think that one, for me, if the Chargers won that one, I think it made our division a bit more interesting. The fact that we've won it, I think, puts it to bed for me. Um, and in terms of the division and then 
we're obviously still keeping up in the number one seed. So I'm obviously absolutely delighted with that. Um, right, guys, so we're going to move on. I'm just going to briefly run through the scores on the other games. If there is any you guys want to particularly shout out, just jump in. Um, so obviously we had Thursday night football, Titans at Packers with the Titans running all over them to the tune of 27-17, um, where the Yeti Derek Henry just absolutely broke Liam's and heart. Did Derek Henry things. <laughs> yes, it did Derek Henry things. Um, so Bears at Falcons, we briefly touched on that earlier on when we were talking about Justin Fields, had the ball in his hands, they lost 24-27 to a young way coup field goal, which will make Keith extremely happy on young that Young <laughs> As our WhatsApp chat can I testify to as well. Um, Panthers at Ravens, this was probably one that is best. Baker, why under. can't you be good? <laughs> I was I trying to really bypass it. I like Baker. I want Baker to be a thing, but he's sucking so hard. <laughs> Well, on the back of the 13 to 3 loss, I was going to say, have you seen the breaking news tonight? Sam Sam bloody Darnold. Sam Darnold. I can know more accurately than Sam Darnold. Ah, but Sam Sam Darnold throws to his ghosts. (laughs) Exactly. Still chucking it to Bill. So, uh, so Sam Darnold's due to start for the Panthers this week, which is going to be interesting, um, to say the least. But yeah, as as a Baker's a Baker fan, I'm sure Brian is uh, distraught. I've got, I've got a jersey in him. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really like him. You're going to be like one of these Browns fans that's got the the white name uh, on the back, selling taped over Mayfield. Whoever takes yeah. six next, feeling feeling dangerous. <laughs> oh. Yeah, hi. After that game, um, was that not another one where uh, the QB came out and took responsibility? Um, was to be fair, Baker's also. always been good. Did. Baker's always been good for that. But I don't know. Really, um, he's raised comment about things he's not happy in the past, but he's always stood up uh, and stood by his bad performances. Yeah, I don't. I've I've not heard anything about Lamar Kevin. If if uh, that's where you were going with that one, as I say, yeah. the the fields one I heard earlier today, the the Josh Allen one. Obviously, I think we all seen that interview. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it'd be interesting as I say. I, I think it's clear to see the Ravens aren't performing anywhere near where they should. They've got a very depleted wide receiver core. Um, it's weird they, they don't seem to want to run Lamar, which no, is a hundred percent his forty. So it, I, it just I seems like a very strange um, game plan. The first few, the, the first few games of the season, Lamar was running a lot, and then and then they got a couple of uh, running backs back into the, the, the team, and he stopped running altogether. Um, and that is strange because you'd think you know they could they could run him um, when they're setting up for a, a, a thrown play and maybe create space for him. Uh, they just seem to be running the ball with their running backs, and everything's really really obvious. Yeah, um, it's worth noting at this point that Kev is one hundred percent not making these observations as a Lamar Jackson fantasy owner. <laughs> there, is, there is no reality that the fact that Lamar has not top, not got not hit a hundred yards since week three that is playing on Kev's decision making and observations oh, here was no, 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 none at all. None at all. It's all, <laughs> it's all good. Once JK Dobbins comes back, they can just feed the ball to him and it's all good. Save Lamar's legs for the for the real playoffs. 
Aye. Aye. Let, let me let me get through my divisional playoffs and then they can start using Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so moving on, we've got the commanders at Texans again. Commanders racing out a pretty early lead on that one on the back of Kendall Fuller pick six to kind of open the open that game up and for the there was I don't think there was any coming back for the Texans. Rams at Saints, Saints winning 27-20. Andy Dalton's got a cannon. The red rifle was in full display. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I th- turned on red zone and I just seen that Olave catch and I was half expecting Jameis Winston to be thrown in. It turned you know out it was the red rifle. He's <laughs> are all welcome because I was sat talking to some of the some of the boys about my, my fantasy team at the weekend. I'm a, I'm a uh, Kyler owner in my fantasy team. So obviously with him being questionable, I thought I need to, need, to, need, to, need to dive into the depths of the wire to get myself a QB. And I immediately, immediately ruled out Andy Dalton. Ah, he's <laughs> mince. He's been awful this year. Oh, Can no. he throw up? All oh, right, right, right. So everybody's welcome. You are, like, you are, I am. I take direct responsibility for Andy Dalton having a good game. That that pass to Alavi was a thing of beauty, to be fair. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I and I think um, we'll probably touch on Alavi coming up at some point later in the pod. Um Lions at Giants was probably for me the shock of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um 31-18 for the Lions. I genuinely didn't see that coming, especially with how porous the Lions run defense was. I thought Saquon's gonna have a day. And as a Saquon owner, I was rubbing my hands thinking, here we go. He got nine points. Ah, you didn't see that coming. Uh, Bob definitely uh, didn't see that coming. No, no. And I think that that's the Lions on a three-game winning streak as well. Um, second in the so, division. Second in the division. Which, uh, four and well, six, and, but still uh, second in the division. <laughs> so, but um, again, we'll, we'll probably touch on the Lions a little bit later on as well. Um, so, Raiders at Broncos... <laughs> this game could have just been setting fire, I think. Devontae Adams somehow getting that much separation in overtime on Patrick Sartain. I think it was the most separation that Sartain has ever given up through college or the NFL. Um, and it just so happened to be the game winning touchdown in, o- in overtime for that one. Um, and again, why you would leave Devontae Adams that old, I have absolutely no idea. Um, Bengals at the Steelers as well. Bengals winning that one 37 30. Um, so, yeah, Bengals coming away with a win again. Steelers making it interesting late on, getting a late touchdown and then going for the onside kick, which again, they nearly recovered. Similar to the Browns actually in the Browns Bills game, they nearly recovered the onside kick at the end as well. So, and then on Monday night football, we had the 49ers absolutely dominating the Cardinals 38 10. And <laughs> I don't know if you boys have seen this. Ayuk, I think, had two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I've seen his first one before I, before I uh, hit the heat. His second one, he actually tries to spike the ball and hits a cameraman right in the nutsack. Right? Mm. <laughs> I think that's I see hazard, it on the water. That's what the hazards pay for. And he knows he's done it, and I th- but you can actually see CMC jump over the guy to make sure he's okay, but it's uh, it's pretty funny. Um, not for that camera guy, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> Any Anything in the games, guys, you'd want to kind of touch on briefly and we'll uh, move on yeah. to kind of breaking news. I'm going to begrudgingly just make a, a, a throwaway comment that, and I can't believe I'm admitting it, the Bengals alternative uniforms are smart as all hell. The White Tiger Aye. uniform is smart. Aye, Aye. That, that White Tiger with the helmet was, that was 
Aye, I, I, I like that. That was that there was ends, pure fire. There, there ends my Cincinnati place. <laughs> Me done for the year. No worries, no worries. Kev, anything you want to add in you? No, to be honest, uh, uh, um, I was hoping to stay up and watch the game last night, but I was absolutely shattered when I got back. Didn't see any of that at all. <laughs> so um, what Kev means is he went, he couldn't find a sports bar. Uh, and as such, he just decided to go to his bed. Uh, <laughs> sports bars in the local Larkshire area were all closed. Nowhere to watch the game. Nah, uh, nah. I was, I was, I was planning on watching it. I think the 49ers are, uh, are starting to look pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking decent. Um, and uh, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that game, but uh, I've not even highlights yet. Based on, I'd kind of watched the first quarter, and based on what I'd seen, it certainly seemed like we got a nice, healthy dose in the CMC, and I think that's the way it's going to be going forward now. Um, I know Elijah Mitchell had, I think it was a 60-40 share in CMC's favour last week. Um, but yeah, I think we see, certainly first quarter, we've seen a lot of CMC. Um, I'll be honest, I literally stayed up to watch because I needed 11 fantasy points for DeAndre Hopkins. I'd got, to, <laughs> I'd got to nine in the first quarter and thought, right, this is safe as houses. I'm going to bed and they get 13. So I was, I was like, just got there, just got there. But yeah, there was a selfishness in my reasoning. But uh, as I say, I'd seen the Ayuk first touchdown and I kind of had a feeling it was going to only go one way for there. Um, right, so brand news, guys. There's been a couple of interesting um, players released. We've had a couple of running backs released. Um, Melvin Gordon released yesterday and Darnell Henderson Jr. released today. Um, so what do we think, guys? Potential landing spots for these guys? Do we Houston. see anywhere? Houston's <laughs> running back rooms is great. Houston seems to have all the way with us. What, uh, why would you do that to David Pierce? <laughs> just just let, let him run who's, free. Who's, who's got my like Martin? Just to screw over that. Uh, Actually, I'm with you on that one, to be fair. <laughs> in, the dynasty, in the dynasty league, I've got Pierce so they can stay away from They can stay away from Houston. That's the one place I don't want either of those two to end up. <laughs> one one commentator, and then take, you know, there's, there's nothing to this. So I think it was just a, a commentator's Twitter kind of thoughts rather than anything else. Henderson to the Chiefs. Well, me, funnily enough, me and Kev were taught about the Chiefs running back room earlier on, and they've still what? got Rojo sitting there doing absolutely nothing and getting a wage. Like, <laughs> he's peeling oranges. He's he, getting the half-time oranges, really. I, I genuinely think, I think he is there to be the water boy, seriously, because he's done nothing else. Water boy. So he's, um, but for me, again, I suppose I can see the saints in it, just especially depending on how long um, Edward Hillier's out injured. Um, for me, Pacheco seems to be stepping up. I think we've seen that in the, in the game in Sunday Night Football First Chiefs first hundred yard receiver since week four of last season. Um and the one thing I just to kind of go back to Sunday night football, the one thing I found strange about that was purely he seemed to be getting about eight yards a carry. We seemed intent on throwing the ball. Sorry, if you're running backs getting eight yards a carry, feed them until they stop them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So but I that's just back to that. But I think it for the Chiefs, I think it probably depends on injury length to CEH. Um, but I'm sure these guys won't be shorty offers, to be fair. No, they're, they're both they're, they're both very, very talented players. Um, they got, don't be wrong, they, I've no idea what's going on in LA, so I'm not even going to pretend to have an insight in that one. Um, Melv, 
he he has struggled with some injuries, you know. I mean, he has had some issues over the year, but he's a very talented back. You know, I mean, you watch him. You know, I, I genuinely enjoy watching uh, Melf play. Um, I could see them both getting pretty reasonable landing spots. Um, Seattle. There's a thought, you know. What I mean, we've got Kenny Walker. Got, got Kenny Walker. Walker. He's he's a lead back. He's got that nailed down, but he goes down. What it said, uh, Travis Homer behind him. So, yeah. you know, I don't mean a disrespect to Travis Homer, but. He's not what you would somebody you would want to be stepping up as your RB one. If Walker goes down, would you be happy him splitting picks, uh, splitting carries, sorry, or being replaced in the case of an injury by Melv or by Henderson? I take one of them to back up Sanders. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's that. You're still I'm, looking for backup really? as well. Do you know what, actually? Really? Right, yeah. So this is maybe I don't know what's going on with the Eagles. So what's up with, with Gainwell and uh, Boston Scott? Nothing. Nothing. I just, uh, is, that, is, that, is that the problem? That there's just nothing going on there at all. <laughs> nothing up with them, but uh, yeah, for oh, me, fair enough. I, I think I think we could we could do better. Mm. Um, yeah, well, but, um, I would definitely take one of those two. Probably Henderson. But mm. Saints, Saints are a shit as well. After Kamara, they don't have anybody at the minute. Uh, Ingram's obviously down at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the lists at the minute. There's no. There's, yeah, there's a few teams we need, but it's whenever they go, they're not going to walk into a lead back row. No. There's nowhere in the league, the league that they were in the best spots, respectively, if they were going to try and carve out a lead back row anywhere. And that obviously didn't happen. Yeah. The early one's mental. Cam Akers has not been great. Aye. <laughs> early, early is a weird one, because I think they're on a Kyron Williams is, yep. is probably Kyron their Williams starter. Kyron Williams Yeah, probably. So it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of days where these guys are landing. So just some other breaking news then. We had Kyle Pitts obviously going down with an injury, which potentially season ending, potentially not, depending on the reports we're seeing. And then one Dale Robinson of the Giants, which Murdo yeah. was crying. His season is done. ACL. A shame because he was on a breakout game. Let's be perfectly honest. I think he had over 100 yards on nine receptions. The boy, the boy was flying. He was probably the only player in that um, team that was flying on Sunday. So it is a shame, and we know Murdo will be upset about that one. On, on the bright side, I've heard Murdo's now the uh, the Giants' number one wide receiver. <laughs> it might, might as well be him. They don't have anything uh-huh. else. <laughs> See if he can get some tickets. We'll go and do a boys' trip to New York. <laughs> the options were <laughs> sorry. Him. Him, and, New- him, and Kenny, him and Kenny Galladay. Uh-huh. He chose Murdo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm saying New York. It's New Jersey, isn't it? It's not. It's New like New York. <laughs> My grossest so. attempt at an accent. <laughs> um, so, other injury news: we've got Justin Fields day to day with a shoulder injury. Um, that's a running quarterback. Yeah, it absolutely is, and I think that's the one. Certainly going to be something to worry about. The good thing, I think, from his perspective, is it's his non-thrown arm. So, can they maybe? do what they've done with Dalvin Cook and he's got a device is I believe the words they used for his shoulder injuries when it dislocates okay. um, we can rebuild him <laughs> we have the technology part man part machine so it's a uh, yeah can, can they maybe do something like that and again non-thrown arm Brian you've seen how interesting that could be with Baker when he injured yeah. his non-thrown arm knackered so. knackered his whole game oh, be, I'm convinced that was probably a bit more um, psychosomatic that was in the head it's uh, aye. So I think it's going to be one to watch over the next couple of days, certainly with Justin Fields. And probably the one that I found interesting, I, purely from my own perspective, Jameson Williams designated to return for Detroit. Another weapon for Jared Goff to throw at. 
This guy was an absolute demon in um, Alabama at college level. He was touted until he'd done his ACL as one of the big backs to come out. And I think it'll be interesting to see how the Lions fit him in mm. as well. So, I see, on that big win, well, that big win streak, they're on a three win streak. So, you know, having three. more weapons is never a problem. No, definitely, definitely. Right, so guys, just briefly, one of the wee ones I'd kind of added in here was it's award season coming up. So just want to kind of, again, we'll try and keep it brief. I'm going to just come to you guys and get your thoughts on who you think will win certain awards. Um, if you want to give a brief explanation, go for it, and then we'll move on and just quickly touch on the Thanksgiving games before we wrap them up. So MVP of the league contenders, Again, I'm open to ideas for you guys. Names to consider. Um, obviously, the one I'm going to shout out, Pat Mahomes, uh, is for me the front runner um, by a distance. We've got Allen, we've got Tua, and I've purposely left one out here, Kev, because I've said I, in our notes, are there good. any other dark horses? Because I know you're going to wade right in here. I was dying to pull you up um, <laughs> for leaving him out, but uh, yeah, Jalen Hurt. Yeah. Um, for me... Like I said, the guys, the guys matured this year, um, and he's absolutely balling, and he's he's got the Eagles' way the best record in the league. Um, so yeah, for me, if 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 our season continues the way it's going, then then you've got to be in with a shout. I I don't disagree with being in with a shout, Kev. I, I as I say, I purposely left him out so you can come <laughs> in on that point. Um, Brian, MVP, anything on on there for you? I'm on Team Tour. Baker Tour. Team Team Tour. Uh, I don't. I, and it's, it's just, I think I've seen. I've thoroughly enjoyed, and he does have um, a big leg up on. Okay, not so much on um, on Hurts, to be fair. Uh, it is a leg up on Josh Allen. You know, I mean, I'm, this isn't a, a dig at the the Bills, um, but he's the only one that's trucking to Waddle and to uh, <laughs> to the chair. You know, what I mean, it's at the end of the day they help massively <laughs> when yeah. you've got two wide receivers that can generate that kind of separation, can do what they do after the catch. Um, it, it helps <laughs> pretty significantly. Uh, we all know that, the as, as you can bemoan, uh, the Chiefs are struggling at wide receiver. You know what I mean? And Pat's Pat, and Pat does Pat things. But it helps when you've got a, a league-leading wide receiver to throw the ball to. Uh, yeah, okay. Hurts has obviously got AJ Brown. Um, he's an incredible player and all the rest of it. But, you know I mean? There ain't nobody, Kev, or any other Eagles fans that can tell me you wouldn't be swapping AJ Brown for Tyreek and uh, Waddle. So I'm, I'm going to edge it to Tua. I'd take that swap. Nah. Yeah. I th- I, I, again, Tua is one that I see certainly been in there. For me, front three just now, probably Mahomes, Tua and Hurts. I think Allen's maybe last two two games probably taking a wee drop yeah, back. Fading. Still think he's in there, but again, um, I think those guys are all going to be in there as a shout. Um, again, I left out defensive play the year because let's face it, it's Micah Parsons. There's not really anybody else <laughs> worth talking about as much as I've kind of tried to drop bum up Nick Bolton and Chris Jones. It's Micah Parsons. It's Micah is, Parsons. Is, is there anybody else in that discussion? I'm not. No. Short answer, no. Short, short answer. <laughs> well, we'll move swiftly on then. Comeback player of the year. So some Love of the it. names I've got here, Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Etienne, and oh, Gino God. Smith. Gino! Gino! <laughs> so, got to be. So again, that's probably the one I'm struggling to pick. The other, the other names when I was looking at it, I was kind of like, 
I know who I would probably pack. If I had to pick right now, I'd probably pick that. I'd pick Mahomes. I'd Micah Parsons. This one is where I'd be struggling. I think I think you've got four great cases. Ah, no struggle. I would give you two great cases. I'd give you. I would say if it's anybody other than Juno or Saquon, it, it's a robbery. Um, either them, I okay, fair enough. CMC, yes, he's looking good now, but it's taken half a season and a trade to get him there. I think that for me, that knocks him out of the conversation. Um, Etienne, I'd be fair, Etienne has played well, uh, but I don't think he's at the same level as the pure running back comparisons. He's nowhere near safe one. Uh, and the, I'm sorry, the story with Gino, come on, the narrative is great. That- and NFL loves a great story, it really does. Totally. So I, again, I can see where the Geno shouts are coming from, to be fair. And to be honest, when I was making this list up, I'd actually forgot about Geno, which was crazy until I actually exactly. thought about it. So I, I think it's a good one. Kev, I'm going to move on and come to you with the next one um, yeah. for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, any I'm, thoughts on that one? Yeah, um, I'm going to say probably... Kenneth Walker. Um, I was I was going to say Pierce, um, but I think Walker's just kind of came out came along and upstaged them. Um, one or two wide receivers maybe done done decent early doors, but yeah, I like I like my young running backs that are that are that are carrying the ball eighty yards and scoring touchdowns. That, that's what I'm going to lean towards. Aye, I think I think Walker, some of Walker's, he's, he's run against the Chargers is the one that sticks out for me. Yeah. It's, it's an absolute monster, so I can see him been in there. But uh, hey, go for it, go for it, Brian. Co- controversially, I'm going to say that I actually think Pierce is a better running back than Walker, but I think Walker stands a better chance of getting the award because he's in a better team. Pierce is limited by the Texans. Um, you know, the Texans are absolute mints, um, and that limits everything that Pierce has got the opportunity to do. Um, but every well, I, I can't sit here and say I, I watch every game the Texans play every weekend. Um, but everything that I've seen up here, so I've really liked the look of him. But at the end of the day, when you're playing on that offense, your options are limited. Alave's got to be in with a shout as well. You know what I mean? He's, uh, he's, <laughs> is he better now than those two? Don't know. Don't know. He's done enough consistently enough. But the boy looks like a player. Aye, that's that's the one that can. I, from the wide receiver set, Alave's the one that probably springs to mind for me. For me, I, I'd probably I'm between Walker and Alavi. I think Walker's just edging it. I think he's had more explosive plays, more consistent than Alavi just now. Again, the quarter the quarterback issues for Alavi probably haven't helped, but he's still still catching rifles. <laughs> so it's all good. Dotson was doing pretty well earlier in the season, but he's faded. Yeah, faded and, fast. Then got, and then you've got Watson, who's just kind of exploded the last couple of games. He, he's uh, making a late after. run in there as well, Watson. Certainly, the last yeah, two yeah. games, five touchdowns. Yeah, so there are a few wide receivers who like have seemed to, to to just show up in spells, but those running backs have just been consistently putting up numbers every week. Yeah, um, well, so Wilson squared to that spell. Yeah, I did a spell, <laughs> but it's faded so far. I think Kev's got the Kev's hit the hit the money. It's the the wide receivers are spiky. You know, what I mean, they have good days, they have really bad days. Um, whereas the running backs, they just have that air of consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it took the the injury to Penny for Walker yeah. to get his run, but that yeah. happened early doors. I can't remember what week that was that, that Penny went down, uh, but he went down reasonably early. And you know, I mean, Seattle haven't looked back. 
It was whatever yeah. week I traded for him. That was <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> uh, right, and finally, defensive rookie of the year. I, I again struggled with this one to look past two names. Okay, Sauce Gardner and Aiden Hutchinson. I think these two guys for me have been the standout defensive rookies. So yeah, I'm I'm struggling to go by these two guys. And again, Hutchinson putting up, <laughs> pluck, plucking out a. A Daniel Jones pass at the weekend just to make it look so easy as well, which kind of things like that are going to swing, are going to swing this for these guys. But any, any do you guys see past those two or can they separate them? No, I'd, I'd maybe edge it to sauce, but I mean, edge it, there's so little in it. Um, yeah. it has to be one of those two because he's got a better name. That's very ah, true. Probably yeah. a, bit, a, bit, a better bit of ice yeah. in the neck yeah, as well. A better bit of ice lends itself better <laughs> to all my rotten jokes. <laughs> nah, super. I, th- I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head, Brian. I think that one for me is so tight as well. It's I, You've seen highlights of sauce in, uh, in Lambeau Field with the cheese head on after beating the Packers. And then you've seen Hutchinson again. He's the number one pick. Oh, sorry, number two pick in the yeah. draft this year. So he should be up and about there. He's going to be an instant starter. You want to see the... I think both guys taking top five mm-hmm. but in, is it, in is the it, draft. Is, is Hutchison on the top shelf with sauce? <laughs> Here all week, folks. Here all week. <laughs> oh, no. And we'll, we'll move swiftly on for that one. So again, guys, very briefly, we've got a couple of thanks. It's Thanksgiving week. Got a couple of Thanksgiving day games for us to indulge ourselves in on Thursday night so we don't just have Thursday night football I think from about 5 o'clock UK time we have games and I know I certainly cannot wait Um, so we've got Bill's Lions again we mentioned Lions on a three game winning streak that's that's kicking us off on Sky Sports or whatever your preferred television version is Um, then we've got Giants Cowboys a nice tasty divisional game in there and finally, we have Patriots at the Vikings. We have prime time Kirk Cousins. Do we like that, boys? Do we like that? I'm looking forward to it. Uh, particularly looking forward to the, the, the Giants-Cowboys games. I think that's 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 a proper tasty one. Um, if the G-Men can, can put up a, a good show in there, if the G-Men can come away with a win, um, I, that puts the cat amongst the pigeons. That's that's a good one. I'm really, really looking forward to that. If the Lions could beat the Bills, it'd be brilliant just for the story. <laughs> just, just, just for the Lions to go on a four game Bills win streak four. at the, the expense of the Bills. And uh, I've, yeah, unfortunately, the Vikes are going to get cuffed. Um, one because it's prime time and Cup Cousins doesn't. He, it's past his bedtime. Um, and two, it's the Patriots in that defense. You know what I mean? They are going to get all sorts of interesting ways to put pressure on Kirk. And as he did show, you know, I mean, if, if that line doesn't get its act together and he starts taking hits again, he might he might get the Darnold treatment and start seeing some ghosts of his own. No, definitely. I think it's going to be interesting seeing Kirk in prime time against a very good defence as well. So it'll be interesting to see how, how he holds up. Kev, any, any of those games? You'll have a keen eye on the divisional game, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'll have a keen eye on that. I'm going to try and watch them all if I can. Um, but um, yeah, for me, I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, the Pats Vikings game. Um, I think after the 
the Vikings losing uh, last week so heavily. Um, or is that this week? Is that still this week? This, uh, this week. We're still on this week, Kev. This week. Um, yeah, I think that... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how they bounce back. Like you say, uh, the Pats are... Yeah. The, the Pats. I love the Pats. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. But obviously, uh, what I see, probably the Cowboys lose. Um, because... Yeah, we, we all hate the Cowboys, don't we? <laughs> you, try, you try to think of a way that you can have both the, both the Cowboys and the Giants lose. Yeah. That, That's what we're going to have to tie. Tie. You know what? No, but, you know, um, what I know from spending time in the States is, as an Eagles fan, I've got to hate the Cowboys more than anybody else. Um, so the Cowboys have got to lose. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I realised earlier I was talking about Micah Parsons and called him my man. I'm probably going to get this going. Oh, <laughs> oh, I said. Oh, the, 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 the fan club badge is being the vote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got to hope this. Got to hope this pod never makes it across uh, across the Atlantic. <laughs> right, so Brian, find out who we need to send it to, and we'll we'll get that sorted. Right, <laughs> nah, definitely. Right, guys. So I think that pretty much covers everything. So we'll close it off there, and just want to say thanks so much to Brian and Kev for keeping me keep me in line um, throughout you. the night um, as well. So guys, it's been a great pleasure chatting to you and if you like the uh, like the show folks give us a like and subscribe um on whichever spotify apple podcasts or whatever you listen to your podcasts on and be sure to follow the team follow the crew sorry rather than the team follow the crew on twitter and instagram on twitter it is at grid iron crew and that's iron i-r-n crew c-r-u and instagram is grid underscore iron underscore crew and get in touch with the guys and uh, ask us some questions and we'll be back on Wednesday I've got no that's the different that's the wrong notes I'm looking at so <laughs> for, for, for one week only ladies and gents we've decided to change it because studs can't read I, I told you lunatics running the asylum Brian <laughs> so no the guys will be back on, um, they'll probably do the recording on Thursday night and it'll be with you on Friday. So the Thanksgiving games will be kicked off, hopefully, by the time they're doing it and they can maybe get some live reactions from them. Um, but other than that, thanks very much for listening and take care. <laughs> <laughs>